Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of The Jaded 1%. I am Dave and along with me is... I'm Joe. And tonight we are going to be talking about why we're not more honest. Why is honesty a difficult thing? So, Joe. (laughs) Yes, sir. Do you have thoughts on this particular topic? I have gut reactions. You have gut reactions. Um... Yeah, so thinking about this topic, um, it's kind of a heavy subject. Um, uh, I think that probably nobody is 100% completely honest. No. And In fact, I think we'd call somebody that is probably mentally ill. It, it would be weird. Like we would say, you have some sort of, like, why do you have no filter? Why do you have to say everything that runs through your head? And Right. I think part of it, you know, in thinking about this topic, I think part of it is just, um, at least for myself, it's embarrassment. You know, there are things about myself that I'm not proud of, um, things I've done that I'm ashamed of, um, thoughts that run through my head that, you know, are just, I'm a human being and I have faults and my thoughts are not always where they should be. And, um, you know, trying to reconcile those thoughts, but at the same time, trying to be honest is difficult. And I, nobody wants to, um, be ashamed for having a thought, you know, when somebody asks, Hey, what's your opinion on this? All of a sudden, you know, you, you vomit this mess of honesty. And all of a sudden now people look at you strangely. Mm-hmm. And, and the funny thing is, there's a big catch 22 with being honest. Yeah. I mean, there really is. Cause if you think about it, someone says, Hey, um, I actually said this to, um, some female friends of mine, some, some ladies, a few years ago, we were talking about, um, honesty and, and what that means. And, you know, I said, what if they said, what if, um, they asked me, you know, if, if a girl says, Hey, do I look, does this dress look good on me? And I would say, eh, not really. Like, wow, that's it. They said, wow, that's rude. Mm-hmm. And it really, over time, over the years, has had me thinking about, you know, if I'm honest, but somebody doesn't like the response, it becomes rude. But if I lie, that's more polite. I'm like, oh, yeah, sure, you look great in it, mm-hmm. even though that's a lie. And I think that's kind of the mentality, you know, why are we not so on, why are we not more honest? And I think it boils down to maybe that, you know, we, we've become, we have skewed what truth even is. So if I'm honest, that's rude. If I lie, that's polite. So we're saving face or I don't know what we're doing. At least this is what I've experienced at least. So, well, I, I guess I would say that this is how we are raised. This is how we. Oh yeah. I mean, it's not just things being skewed. It's this is, this is how, you know, as children, we do speak the truth. When you're younger, most of us don't have any problem going, Hey mommy, why is that person so fat? Or, (laughs) you know, why is that, you know, you, you know, why is that person dressed weird? Why is it, you know, 
when, when things don't fit within what you think is normal or you're, you know, what you're used to in the world is a, is a child generally, you know, you will speak your mind. Oh yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I remember being fairly young and, um, back when hippies were actually still hippies and being at the grocery store and, uh, seeing a guy with a ponytail. And I was like, mom, that guy's got girl hair. Why is he that? Why does that guy have girl hair? You know? And she was like, shut up. Don't, you know, quit talking. <laughs> Just, you know, like she didn't even want to deal with, with, with me while he was with, you know, an earshot. And I think we, we learned very quickly that, there, there are things that you just don't say out loud because it's rude. And then there, well, I guess a question would be, is it rude? Well, so I guess for me, there, there's an element of, um, I personally think you have to know me well enough to have an opinion about me. Agreed. So, so I think there's an element of, is it rude when I don't know you? Yeah. It, it probably is rude. Um, you know? Yeah. But in the, in the case, you know, mommy, why does he have girl hair? I mean, you're talking about a child's, you know, he, there's no discretion. There's no, uh, you don't quite understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. But instead of your mom saying, well, he just chooses to have long hair. Yeah. You know, giving a quick explanation. I mean, cause I've experienced the same thing. My parents did it and I, I find myself, you know, I try not to, you know, <clears throat> I have a six year old. So when something, you know, when something smells funny to him, he just says it. He's like, why does that smell like poop? I'm like, just, you know, <laughs> just, you know, we don't need to talk about that. But, you know, I think it's different for, for children, but as adults, is it just discernment or discretion? Well, like I said, I, I think one is just that's, we're trained. I, it, we're, we're taught that it's not polite to do that. And so we don't do it. And then I think, again, the second piece is, is, you know, my wife can tell me things that I, I would hope that the, the, you know, stranger on the street wouldn't come up and, and say to me, but I expect my wife to tell me if I'm going out in public looking like a fool or, you know, you didn't put deodorant on, did you? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I, uh, my, my son Wilby is, is black and, um, we've had on more than one occasion, kids ask about him. And like one girl just outright was like, why is he Brown? Yeah. I mean, well, and, and of course the parents were mortified. Oh honey, we don't ask those kinds of questions because the parents are embarrassed because basically there's an implication of we've never been around black people before. <laughs> You know, so if our daughter's asking, why is he brown? Well, clearly he's the first brown person that she's ever experienced, which speaks volumes about us and who we hang out with. So I think there's, so I think there's that element too of even as parents telling our kids not to do things that are, well, don't say that because it's rude. I also think there's an element of, we think it reflects on us and how we've raised them and which to a certain degree it does. I mean, if your kid's six years old and has never been around a black person, I mean- there's all kinds of <laughs> implications yeah. with that. So, yeah. Um, this is a tough, I think this is a tough th- thing to navigate just because we, you know, we, 
we take this into our adult lives and then we live it every day at work and interactions with coworkers and people at the store and I mean, all the time. Mm-hmm. I think it's integrated so much into the fabric of society. I mean, do we even, do we even notice lies when they're told? Have you ever seen that movie? What's it? Um, oh, no, I can't remember the name of it. Oh, it stars Ricky Gervais. And, and basically no one, the story, the premise of the movie is that nobody in the world can tell a lie. Everyone is just brutally honest. Oh yeah. Um, and um, it's funny, but he's the first person that has the ability to lie. Yeah. And you know, so he's on this date and this gal's like, no mom, it's a horrible date. And he's just sitting on the other side, just taking it. It's, it's you know, it's a brutal for him to be receiving, you know, the, the receiving end of the honesty that this date is telling her, her mom, no, it's, you know, it's not going to last all night. I don't, I'm not attracted to him at all, you know, kind of thing. You know, is it that, would it, would it just be that uncomfortable if everyone was just that honest all the time? I mean, part of me wonders though, actually, you know, what I experience is part of me doesn't, isn't as honest as I should be because I don't know if I know how to say some of the things I want to say with enough tact or discretion or without just being totally outright rude. I want to be honest, but I want to be eloquent. You know, I want to be uh, sensitive. You know, I don't want to be, I don't want to be uh, just blunt. That can be. I don't know. So I think the name of the movie is The Invention of Lying. Yes, that's right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. The Invention of Lying. Well, I, 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 so there's actually a book training. It's called Crucial Conversations. And I've trained people in Crucial Conversations. And so, can you do it? I think absolutely you can do it. Oh yeah. It's, it, but it's a learned skill. Though. It's a learned skill. And it's also kind of a, um, as, as we talk about in crucial conversations, not everything is a crucial conversation. No. It's a, a no. crucial conversation is when there's opposing opinions. Um, there's high emotion and then there's you, you, there's consequences. There's high stakes involved in, in that. And so there's, there's ways that you can have a crucial conversation with somebody. And it's basically like, um, basically you would go to somebody and say, uh, you did this. This is how I interpret what you did. Am I wrong? Help me understand. Why is it that, you know, so, so it's kind of the, this is what happened. This is how I interpreted it. I'm now coming to you to help me understand your side of the story sort of a thing. And then it's, it's two whole days of <laughs> training that we could go to, but it boils down. That's a lot of emotional restraint to, to those things. And, you know, honestly, I, my, my daughter, my daughter used it with a, a teacher. I mean, she had a conversation with the teacher because ultimately you have to figure out what you want. You, you know, you, you kind of have to go because there are situations where you don't want, I don't, it, it, 
if I don't want honesty, then it doesn't really matter. Right. Or if our relationship is, you know, if you're a stranger and we're never going to interact again, right. I may not have that much invested in it. And so, but so I guess, so I guess one of the questions is, is how important is it then to be like, how important is honesty? That's a great question. Cause you know, you talk about, that movie, the invention of lying. And, you know, if we lived in a world where everybody told the truth, would it really be all that awkward? We'd just probably be used to it. Right. I mean, probably, probably. Um, if if we were raised in that environment completely, yeah, it would just be the norm. Yeah. So, but so, so so I guess that's my question is, is in, um, in social interaction, and things like, does this dress look, make me look fat? Um, I mean, it, it, I, I'm even thinking about officers that we've trained where the field training officer had to tell the person they're training, hey, you smell. Hey, you have bad breath. And literally had to like have a conversation with those people. So, um, so how important is honesty versus kind of our normal social conventions of being polite and courteous and do we need to be more honest? Do we need to? Well, I fail to see how more honesty would be a bad thing. I mean, I, it, it, I, I can't, yeah, I think it would probably be more beneficial socially as well as personally and interpersonally. But I think the, the challenge with it is that, you know, it, it's, a, it's a learned skill where you have to learn enough tact and you kind of have to know what is it that I really do want. Um, yeah, I don't know. There's value in it. It's it's it helps with re- re- relationships. If I if I'm speaking to you, and no, and not have any doubts that oh, I wonder if Dave's lying. I mean, that's how is that not beneficial for me mm-hmm. to know that that there's just a uh, trust that gets built because of that. Maybe that's why people are so, I mean, isn't that why people don't trust politicians? Because there's, we don't know when we're getting honesty. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think there's a certain amount of discretion that certainly in the military, there's information that's passed that not everybody is privy to. Mm -hmm. So there's a certain amount of discretion that goes with the truth. But I remember, you know, being a young Marine and we were just told very bluntly, Hey, we're working on this. This is, this is what we can tell you. The rest of it, you don't have authorization. We can't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was no lie there, and it was completely honest. You're, you're not in a position to need to know what's going on right now. If more information comes out that we can pass, we'll give it to you then. Now in the military, it's a little more blunt and gruff than you know everyday normal civilian life, but... Learning to finesse that is probably the, what I see as one of the biggest challenges, you know, and I guess also p- people maintaining their <laughs> emotional control in those situations, because let's, let's face it, sometimes we get upset over issues and something hits a hot button and we go down that uh Road of fury and passion and everything just kind of comes out as is. 
So I, I, as we, we were talking about this topic, I guess one of the things that came to my mind is, are we, how does social media play into all this? And do we, do people like have this, um, willingness to be quote unquote, more honest on social media in a way that they would never be to somebody's face? No, I, no, I don't think that's true because part of it is there's an old commercial and Oh, I can't even remember. I think but it was probably an insurance commercial. Like, where did you know someone? Someone, this gal repeats some information. And like, where did you hear that? She goes, "It's on the internet. It's got to be true." You know, it, you know when you live in a day and age when it, when everybody literally can have a voice because you can have a YouTube channel. You can, you know, you have access to stream live on Facebook and all these other outlets of giving opinion. Well, is opinion fact or is fact opinion? Your opinion may be based in fact, but that doesn't necessarily mean that your opinion is a fact. But I guess, I guess what my question is, is do you feel like people are more willing to say something negative to somebody? No, because in my experience, I got off Facebook several months ago because I just, I didn't see the point. So I, I deleted the app from my phone. My account still exists. So if someone wants to reach out to me through messenger, they can, but, um, One of the things I noticed was Facebook seems to be one of these places where nobody wants your bad news or your garbage. And if you say something that is <clears throat> that you're struggling with, you're dealing with, that's, you know, a rant, a rave, whatever, the general consensus was, hey, nobody wants your, your garbage on here. You know, basically everybody wants the happy, feel good stuff. Nobody wants to deal with the, the messy parts of life. And to me, it told me, one, it's not that they're not interested in, not interested in honesty, but they only want half of it. They don't want full honesty, I guess would be. They only want the part that's, oh, it's a puppy. It's nice to look at. Oh, it's, you know, a funny cat video. Oh, it's, you have a celebration because you had a success in life that you're sharing. Those are what, those are the things that we want. We mm -hmm. don't want the, the honesty of, you know my marriage is really struggling right now, or I'm really feeling down and out about my faith because someone died in, you know, in the family. I mean, whatever, it is, whatever the tragedy may be, we don't want to deal with those things on social media. So I wonder how much truth we're actually getting if we only accept part of it instead of all of it. Mm -hmm. Can you be really, can you really be completely honest on social media if you're not willing to take all of it versus being picky about what you take and don't take? Mm -hmm. You know, there's, wouldn't being honest be, uh, wouldn't being genuine be a part of honesty? Yeah. I mean, I, I would think those two go hand in hand. Yeah. And I, I, I think we're talking about two different things here. Cause I, I, I hear what you're saying in terms of like Facebook, everybody puts their best foot forward, their best image forward. Um, I feel like I've quoted Paul Simon on here before in the song Kodachrome. Everybody thinks the world's a sunny day, but you know, if you, if you did nothing but looked at the world through photos, right. Basically Kodachrome when color cameras came out, 
everybody's always smiling. Everybody's, you know, it's all the good stuff that we take pictures of. We don't really take pictures of the bad things in right. life. We don't post them to social media. Um, but I guess I, what I'm saying is, is that like, I feel like people will hide behind their computer and throw jabs at others in ways that they would never do to their face. And maybe not, maybe not so much on Facebook. Well, it, there's, there's, I mean, they could be, I guess they could be your next door neighbor, but I think social media creates this, you know, false sense of distance that, well, yeah, exactly. But at the same time, you know, you have somebody who could, you know, spout, um, racist remarks or, um, you know, bigoted remarks towards, you know, the, the you know, homosexual community, whatever. Mm-hmm. They could be very honest, but they're not really accepted. Yeah. I mean, they get blasted pretty hard. So they, they either change their ways and stop doing it. Or people blast them for being honest about how they're actually feeling. So. Well, and I, so I guess, again, I don't think we're talking about the same thing. So like an example would be, I used to take the complaints for the department that I worked for and people would put things on our Facebook page. They would put things on social media. They would send instant messages to us that I, I know they would never say to my face because when I would call people in, so, so whether it be social media, whether it be the telephone, whether it be email, I feel like people hide behind technology because I found that anybody that made a derogatory comment towards our department via social media would never come down to the, to the department and say it to me face to face. And especially after they came in and I was polite and I was courteous to them and, you know, I would ask them, do you want coffee? Do you want water? You know, you, you, there's this, there's this ability to, and I'm, I guess I'm particularly, again, more kind of the way people are uh, part of the, the negativeness that's involved in policing today is I feel like a lot of people are willing to say things on social media that they would never say to me, to my face, especially once they got to know me. And there's it's, this, it's kind of like, I feel like there's this bravery that comes from technology that you know, people just... Could you categorize it like a gossip? So gossip kind of works in the same manner where, you know, two people get together behind someone's back and they'll say their opinions and it amounts to a bunch of gossipy garbage that they would never say to that person's face. Even though they really believe that, they would never say it to their face. I feel like it's that those two kind of, that it aligns like that. You know, it's, it's, it's a way to, I think maybe it's just confrontation that people don't want and social media allows them to avoid any accountability with what they view as their truth, their honesty. Well, I, I, I would definitely agree that people don't want the conflict. Yeah. I mean, they're, I, they're, they definitely want to avoid the conflict. Um, but again, I, I, I guess I personally feel like people say things on social media in technology that they would never, ever say to a person's face. Like I have seen conversations that I'm just like, I'm pretty sure that if you were standing next to that person, you wouldn't say that to them. But is that honesty or is that emotion? 
what's the difference? <laughs> I mean, well, just because I'm emotional doesn't mean I'm not being well, honest. Right. No, what I'm saying is that, you know, there are, I think there are moments when, you know, the heat of the moment when we say things that we feel things, but is that me being honest or is that me, me being upset? But again, I'm saying if you were standing here next to me and you were upset with me, you probably wouldn't say that. I'm a bad example. I would. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, to be honest, I guess that's just where I, and we didn't really discuss this beforehand, but I, as we've gotten down this road, I guess that's just kind of where I'm, what I'm feeling is, is that, um, people are kind of jumping on this bandwagon of the negative image of law enforcement because of the media, because of social media, because they can kind of hide behind their computers. You know, the other places is when an article is, is posted in our local newspaper, people will make multiple comments um, about, you know, something that they know nothing about, which I'm sure people probably do even when they're not hiding behind their computers. <laughs> but, um, and, and again, I'm not saying it's necessarily, um, honesty when they do it that way. But I do feel like there, there is part of the reason I ultimately part of the reason why we are not honest is we are not good at conflict. We're not good at engaging other people. We're not good at being in those uncomfortable situations, uh, when you actually have to deal with another human being and, um, just kind of, you know, thinking that that's part of why they latch on to social media the way they do is because we've, we've been trained. We've been told that you can't be honest because it's rude, but for some reason we can do it when we're hiding behind a computer or our phones or whatever. Because I don't have to look you in the eye and deal with what may be coming back. Oh, definitely. (laughs) I mean, that's the reality. It's, it's probably because it's kind of like fighting. I mean, if you've been hit, I mean, it's not fun. And you get hit in the face and you're like, wow, that, that really sucks. This way you get to punch somebody without having to deal with, you know, it coming back at you. Mm-hmm. Because in the moment you can go, ah, turn it off. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Because you can pick your honesty when you want to versus in person. Yeah. You, it's going to keep going until you both come to either walk away or come to some tor- sort of mutual resolution. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I guess I wonder, is it, is that real honesty or is it false honesty? Because part of it is, I, I think that at least for myself, you know, I, I don't want, I want to work it out because I'm looking for a solution. Throwing jabs at you from social media. I mean, great. Okay. That's my opinion. This is what I view as my truth, my honesty. I don't have anything to show for it at the end of it though. Maybe that's why people don't like it. You know, there's, you know, when you're in person, you have to make an account for it, for the things that you said. Mm-hmm. You don't have to back it up in Facebook. You just keep jabbing back at each other or whatever social media site you're at. You just go back and forth. You can give all the honesty you want. And there's no, there's no recourse for it. But at the same time, I also view it as 
you have nothing to show for it either. You know, it goes out into the interweb and some people read it. And as quick as people read it, people forget it. Well, I definitely think that's true. I, I mean, people have short memories. That's true. Yeah, that's really true. So, and that's, I think that's, I think, uh, say what you will about President Trump. But I think one of the things that he understands better than just about anybody is our current culture. And I think he understands that people have short memories because I, I think it's part of the reason why he says some of the things that he says is he knows. He knows that within days, hours, weeks, the hot news story is not going to be the hot news story anymore. Well, no. And things that he said will be long forgotten. Oh, well, yeah. You know. And that even though there's somebody out there that doesn't like him, that's keeping track and keeping a record. Ultimately, most people don't really care. Well, I think part of it is they're looking for the next thing again. Yeah. Cause they're, I know somebody else will say something else Yeah, and they can get it pretty quick. Yeah. Our, our memories are short and we don't. Yeah. I was trying to look for a quote, but I can't find it. I'll have to bring it up next time. When we're talking about a completely different subject. <laughs> well, it's, I think this is certainly a challenge, you know, and you know, it's, I, I feel like part of it from, there's been a disconnect for me being in the civilian world versus living in the, in the military world. Cause anybody who's lived in the military world, and I'm, I'm sure it's very similar in, in inside the a police department, but you know, if, Obviously, if you're an underling, you can't just say whatever you want. But as you gain more rank, more time, um, you know, serving um, and the experiences that go with that, you know, your voice is listened to more and more. But honesty is just thrown out there. It's like this is and sometimes it's brutal. I mean, I've seen people, you know, been chewed out up one side and down the other in front of everybody. I mean, there was no holding back. So everybody was witness to it. And so there's this freedom with being honest inside the military about just saying it the way it is. You know, it's ugly. All right. So say it that way. Cause it is ugly. Cause you have to work inside that. That's, you know, you have to work with that. But in the civilian world, I remember, you know, a few times asking questions, hard questions of bosses and they did not like the question. It was an honest question. It was a good question, but they didn't want to hear it. So what's the difference? You know, why is it, why is it more permitted inside the military, more permitted inside, you know, police departments? I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's permitted in police departments. But. Oh, well, I don't know. I've never been a cop, so I can't speak to it. Um, but you know, it's a totally different environment in the military. No, I'm not, Every environment, you know, you know, do you have that freedom to do that? But, um, for the most part, my experience was you could ask any question, you know, be courteous, you know, when you're asking the questions, you know, don't be belligerent, be respectful of the ranks that are over you and stuff like that. But there was general, a general consensus of just let it, you know, be honest, always we'll deal with whatever, whatever comes from it. But yet in the civilian world, I did not have the, the, the same experience. There's a certain amount of 
I don't know, PC that you had to put on it. So if you wanted to ask an honest question, find a very PC way to, um, to ask that, which made it very difficult sometimes, especially when you're dealing with a very tough topic. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I would, I would say that is definitely true in terms of my experience of you can be more honest about a topic in the police department, but I don't know about going up to a, a superior and just feeling like you can say whatever you want, but no, I don't think it's saying whatever you want, but if you've got a, a really tough question saying, you know, yeah, sir, I've no. got a question and I, you know, now obviously, like I said, there is a, a time and place. There's a good chance you're going to get a 30 minute lecture <laughs> to your, you can ask the question, but you better be ready to sit there and listen to what you're going to hear. It's funny. Cause I, I relayed a story yesterday at my daughter's volleyball game to a, another dad his uh, son is at the uh, Naval Academy and I was sharing a story that I had from the Marines. And, and I asked a captain when I was a little Lance Corporal, a really brutal, I, I didn't mean any disrespect out of the question. I was honestly curious. And, uh, but it was a, a very straightforward question. There were, it was not, I wasn't pulling punches with it and it was about him. And, um, what he was experiencing and some of the struggles that he was having. And he kind of, at the time I'm, I was super, super skinny. I didn't weigh anything, you know, and this guy was, he was a boxer, you know? So he, I mean, he was pretty built and in, in phenomenal shape and he closes the door and we're in his office cause I'm doing some work in there. And I'm, all I can think of is, Oh gosh, I'm gonna, I'm <laughs> so gonna get it. I'm going to get it from him. And then I'm going to get it from my chain of command. You know, and he was very, uh, you know, gracious with it. But I, th I think there was part of it that he, he just respected me being honest about it. Mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't make something up. I didn't talk to him about, or about him behind his back. I didn't spread a rumor. I asked him about a rumor that was false. You know, I asked him directly about it and he addressed it. And I'm not sure I, I, I have always felt that comfortable outside of, you know, the military environment. Mm -hmm. Why is there permission some places, but not others? You know, you know, you bring up social media and maybe that's part of it. You know, why is it acceptable in some places, but not acceptable in other places? And why are we okay with it? Good question. It's a sociology question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, cause I, you know, I know every day as the officers go out and deal with people that, you know, they have to bite their tongue. They can't be honest with the public when they're dealing with them in the, you know, it, I, I'm sure every generation of police officers have felt like it's this way, but I mean, you know, we, we answer the phone, phone 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And, um, but sometimes you just wonder what, why people feel like it's our responsibility to handle this particular situation. Like why, why is it the police's job to deal with it? And I mean, a great example would be, you know, we had some storms go through earlier in the year and people had trees down in their yard and they were calling the police department about the tree down in their yard. And it's like, what, what, <laughs> why do you think that's our job to come deal with your tree in your yard? You need to get on the phone with a tree company and have them take care of the tree. And if there's damage to something, you need to get a hold of your insurance because that's, 
how it's going to be resolved. The police department can't do anything for you. I think there's this, but yeah, but I think there's, I think part of it, I think that is a public trust. They know, they believe they know that you are in part like Radio Shack. They have questions, you have answers. Hmm. Which I think is probably maybe a good thing that your department, that they trust you enough to say, oh, I can call them and they'll have the answer. And they're not thinking about whether or not you're the appropriate place for that information, but they know or they trust that you're going to give them the answer because they don't know who else to call. Maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're dumb. I don't, I don't know. Well, and I, to be honest with you, I, I just, I, I'm, I'm holding back a little bit. I'm not being honest because I don't feel like I can be. I don't feel like I can completely talk about what I want to talk about because I'm still employed with where I'm employed. But truly there's things that people call you about that they should know that this is not what you call the police for. And yet our officers will go and deal with them and they will be polite and they'll be courteous. And sometimes people are happy and sometimes they're not. So my, my childhood best friend, he, he's been a cop for, well, I think you guys have been cops for about the same length of time. And several years ago, he, you know, we were chatting about his work and he goes, yeah, I'm pretty much just a societal janitor, social janitor. I clean things up, messes, people, you know, and I, there's truth to that. You know, it's, it's a very blunt way of putting it. I don't think it's completely accurate. I understand what he's saying. You know, there's, you know, but you're talking, that's what you're talking about. Just that. Yeah. Because I don't think people know where else to turn. I think that's what it comes down to. They just don't know what else to do. Well, I, I would agree with you that they don't know what else to do. But I also would assume that 100 years ago, people would have never dreamed of calling the police for some of the things. And it's probably not even as long ago as 100 years ago. But you just you handled things a while back. And it just seems like we we're becoming less and less able to handle our own stuff and rely on well, we're also more connected through means of communication. Well, sure. I think that's part of it. Yeah. They can reach out in ways like they were never able to. I mean, I've got a <clears throat> a little computer in my pocket that can yeah. control NASA, NASA shuttle launches. You know, it can monitor all those, all those things and I can get on and look something up that I don't know and make a phone call and text somebody and you know, all these things that they just never had access to. And so they've just got easier access to you guys as police officers. That's definitely true. I mean, shoot nowadays you can text nine one one there. You guys can receive. We can't. Well, you guys (laughs) need to get up with the times, man. But, but you know, but that that's coming where you can text nine one one, you know? So it's just, if you've got the access to somebody that, you know, you know, quote unquote, fixes problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're going to reach out. Oh yeah. Yep. So. So do I, do I tell my officers to be honest with people about don't call us for this? <laughs> I think there's, I think you can be courteous and say, that's not you know, what we do. <laughs> that's not something that we handle. I, we, we appreciate that you trust us enough to, <laughs> to know this, but this is not something I think there's this, I don't know. There's this, uh, you know, be polite, be courteous, be honest, you know, putting those things together. I think you'll err on the side of safe with being able to tell somebody the truth and saying, um, you're not supposed to, it's tact, Yeah. you know, 
telling someone to shut the F up versus could you please be quiet? There's a difference. Yeah. Both get the same point across, but one is way more courteous. Yeah. Versus saying, listen, you're not supposed to call us for that. Yeah. That's pretty blunt versus, you know, you know, we appreciate you reaching out to us that you trust us with that, but that's not something that we handle. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's, there's ways to deal with it. And I think maybe, you know, that's part of the honesty bit here is that we can be more honest if we're willing to take the time and, and effort to be courteous about it, you know, to be polite to those around us, to be um, respectful of them as a human being also. I mean, let's face it, if they don't know, I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And if they don't know, expecting them to know might be a little unreasonable. Maybe it's, you know, in part, you know, part of our responsibility of those in the know to then educate them. So how would you handle the question of, do I look good in this dress now? Well, you know, how do that you was, handle that with tact and, you know, I, I would avoid, you know, the, you know, if they say, if the question was, do I look fat in this? I think there's, you can tell them that they, I would, well, for me, I would just say, listen, you're my friend and you're asking me a, a, a good question because you really want to know. And I just don't think you look good in that dress. You know, you can still say that that dress doesn't look good on you, but you don't have to say, yeah, you look fat in that dress. You can say, eh, there's probably, I think there's a better dress for you. And you don't think they would think that is rude? I think if you're really, well, first of all, if a girl's asking me that, I would hope she's my friend. I hope a total stranger is not asking <laughs> me that because that would just be a little weird. But if I'm, but if I'm being sincere with them, I'll say, you know, I just, it's, it's not as, I don't know. There's something to say, you know, it's just, or maybe you just avoid and just say, you know, it doesn't say. Well, that's not being honest by avoiding it. (laughs) Well, you don't have to, but you don't have to come out and say, yeah, it makes you look fat. You can still be honest and say, it doesn't look good on you. And saying that in a nice and polite manner versus saying, yeah, it makes you look huge. I mean, there's a difference with being honest, but you know, unless they hammer you for, no, I really want to know, does this dress make me look fat? Right. You know, I guess you could ask like specifically, does that make you look fat? Do you want to know that specific question or do you want to know if you look good in that dress? What do you know? I think probing and asking another question may be appropriate in that instance. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's part of it too. Are you, do you want that specific answer or do you, are you looking for a general truth here? Yeah. I mean, asking a question, is not going to be harmful? Especially if it avoids, a, an unnecessary conflict. You know, so what if she's a little heavy and it makes her, it accentuates it more than another dress might. I mean, doesn't necessarily, I mean, you have range. You have to, doesn't mean you have to point that out. <laughs> All right. That's a really bad question <laughs> to end on. <laughs> well, that's one of, that was what you started with. No, it, it started true. with, Saying no, it's, it's, a, it's appropriate though. It's because I think that's very indicative of the challenge that being honest. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. That's the challenge. Yeah, I would agree. Be honest, be sincere, be polite, be courteous, be respectful. Well, that's, I, part of the crucial conversations is, is, is you can say just about anything to anybody if you say it in the right way. Oh, I would, I would totally agree with that. 
and it's, you know, we, I think we're trained to, to keep our mouth shut and not say anything versus teaching people how Oh yeah, totally. to speak the truth in love and how to speak the truth sincerely, because generally what you get is this concept of, uh, well, I may be rude, but Hey, I, you know, I'm telling you the truth, you know, right? like there's something noble about always speaking everything that runs through your mind and offending everybody. Cause you can hide behind the, Hey, you know, you what you get with me. And I'm always, you know, I'm always honest. Yeah. Well, I think also part for, for police officers, there's this element of liability. Oh, well you said this and some, they, there's this in the well, back of your mind, true, yeah. you all wonder if some lawyer is going to take what you say and twist it. Oh yeah. And so better to say nothing, which, you know, I get that. I th- so I think there's this legal component to it that, you know, you know, lingers in the back of your mind, like, oof, that could really come back and bite me versus if I don't say anything, then I'm not going to get in trouble for, for that. But I think you're also correct that, you know, if, if we're properly trained, we can pretty much almost say anything to anybody. The matter is, have we been taught how to do that? No. And I don't think we practice that. No. And that was, and truly it was one of those things where, you know, a while back when my daughter was dealing with a teacher, she, you know, she was stewing about something and I ultimately had to ask her, I said, so do you, what do you care about? And she's like, well, I, you know, I like this teacher and I want the teacher like me and I want to be in a good relationship with the teacher. I said, well, then it's important for you to go talk to that teacher. Right. To have that conversation. If you could care less with that teacher of you and you're done with them in three months and you'll never see him again. All right. So be it. Right. But ultimately she had, cause I, and I think that is the other piece in all of this of just really asking yourself, well, what do I want? Um, because. Yeah. There, I think we have to put place a value on it. You know, cause there is an element of, well, I'm just going to tell this person what they want to hear and I'm going to move on or no, I really value this person in their right. relationship. And so I'm going to be honest with them because you know what, even if they think I'm rude when I tell them it, it's still important to me to convey the truth to them versus just telling them what they want to hear because I value them and them having all the information versus. You, you touched on something just a minute ago. And I think this is the big thing. You know, as Christ followers, you know, we're told to be peacemakers. Mm-hmm. We're told to do things in love. And I, so I think that, you know, if, if we can do, we can practice honesty in those boundaries of peace and in love, then I think that, you know, the important things that we want to be able to say will be able to be communicated mm-hmm. and, and being done so without someone taking offense, yeah. they will, under, they will see the, uh, the, a sinceness about us, you know, that, that, that we want, that, that we, that this is important to us. And then there's just some people that don't want to hear it and it doesn't matter how much you do all that. <laughs> and those are the people that you do just have to kind of go, okay, I, I shake the dust off my feet and I move on. Yeah. You do your best and leave it at that. So be okay with that. So, all right. Better, better place to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> any, any parting thoughts? Uh, I don't know. This, this is a good one. I think this is something we, I think this is one of those things we may come to re, to, to visit again, because I oh, think yeah. this, this is a revolving door one that affects us not just inside military and police, but even after those times are, are gone that, you know, th- this is like a muscle that we continue to, to, to work, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So.
we'd love to hear from you. If you want to give us feedback, uh, you can reach us at uh, the jaded one percent.com where the jaded one percent one is a number. Uh, we also have the jaded one percent at gmail.com where you can shoot us an email. And uh, we'd like to hear what you think about honesty, how that affects. And because you're behind a computer, you get to be as honest you, as you oh, want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. So until next time, we'll see you. See you guys. Bye.